Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah, welcome to this week's podcast. We're uh, we're out at the training ground at Seal Hane. We're safely in, out of the wind. Uh, slightly different format this week. Uh, Dave and I are going to have a chat, as usual, about all rambling things to do with Talker United. Uh, and then we're going to have a little chat with Gary Johnson and also Aaron Downs. Yeah. We're going to challenge Aaron Downs on the cricket, but we've got other more important things to talk with him about as well. So it's a kind of a three-part podcast this week. You start off with the old geezers. And then you move on to uh, to Gary and Johnson then it gets and Aaron Downs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you stick around for the second half. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, it's it's been an interesting week. I mean, the defeat against Hartnepool on Saturday was hugely frustrating for a, a real jolt. Everybody. I think is the best way to describe that. N- not just the result, but the the way that win or lose, United have been such good value this season, haven't they? In terms yeah. of their attacking play and the way they go about it, it hasn't been perfect all the time. Lost the odd game, yeah, of course they have. But uh, I don't think that there's been a better looking team that we've played, and I don't mean that <laughs> facially, but on the pitch, um, than Torquay this season. A lot of other managers that United have played have said that. Yeah. Um, and Hartlepool, for whatever reason, and this is probably lower division, young player inconsistency, whatever you want to throw at it, uh, just didn't happen did it and no. and uh, um, and it all, was a, all it the was things a setback. that all the things that Torquay are good at this yes. season the, the short passing the fast passing the movement off the ball it, it all kind of came off the rails at the same time exactly. didn't it exactly and 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 it, and it's these things do happen you know yeah. If, yeah. if if it didn't happen we'd be top of the league and we'd be, we'd be probably in the next division anyway um you have to have these little blips or that you don't have to have them but they happen yeah uh, and the key thing is to learn from it yeah cliche cliche but it's true um and the 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 the, the plus point was that at woking on tuesday night um, everybody was back on the bus. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a pro- right. proper set two against Woking. It, it as was well, a wasn't hell it? of yeah. a good game. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the first half, nil-nil. It was one of the most entertaining, energetic, end-to-end first halves that you will ever wish to see at mm. this level. And, and as sub- several people there said it was a tremendous advert for National League football. Yeah. Um, second half was a little bit different. But you, but the whole the point was that it wasn't perfect. And Aaron Downs, who did the post-match uh, interviews, um, Gary thought it was time for him to do one. Um, did say, look, yes, the quality wasn't always there, but effort, commitment, determination, definitely yeah. yes. And and so, you know, the 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 good point was that after Hartlepool. Um, yeah. Everybody realised that that wasn't good enough and wasn't acceptable, and 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 you know got back on it again. It's not been without its cost either, has it? Cause run us through some of the injuries because there's there are a few walking wounded up there this morning. Aren't well, there? well the, the one that the one that didn't come off, which we all expected to come off, was out was Asa Hall in the first half. We watched him. He he, he clearly had a problem and yeah. was limping around for a little while. And when they went in at half time, I mean before then, obviously Amani Little had had gone off with yeah. a hamstring injury. Now, um, Aaron Downs was explaining afterwards, and I know he's just been in there to now having having treatment. Whether he'll be ready for Saturday or not is, I would have thought mm. that's a doubt. But um, because they got him off 
um, because you know yeah. before his hamstring, before anything that's went right. With a bang. And yeah. I was I was chatting to to um, uh, Gary Johnson the other day, and and he said you know on the old GPS systems which they have on the players all the time nowadays, Amani Little is ahead of everybody else in the club in the the ground he covers, the yeah. pace he does it at. Uh, explosive efforts, all that kind of stuff, and of course, a lot of it is unseen by people who, uh, yeah. you know, most of, a lot of people, and even us, quite a lot of the time, follow the ball. And he is, uh, uh, you know, he had a wonderful preseason, didn't he? Everybody, we we yeah. were even joking, yeah. joking about referring to him as the number ten yes, in future. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody is. about yeah. him. Um, it, it, it's. Uh, he he hasn't made such a huge impact. He's been playing well, I think, and you know he has scored scored a wonderful goal at Barnet. And I can only see him getting better. Yeah. I, I I think he's just he's just come into the club, first six weeks of the season, less than that probably. Um, you know he's he's getting into it as it were. But he works phenomenally hard in midfield. Yeah. And funnily enough, against Hartlepool, I thought he was one of the few. Successes against Hartlepool. It didn't manif- It didn't sort of manifest itself in you know great shots, dribbles, and all that kind of stuff. But he put in a real shift against Hartlepool without any reward. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gary was explaining that that his injury on Tuesday night was as much a result of the strain he puts on himself to, to, see. to keep yeah. getting round yeah. the pitch and to keep yeah. supporting, then getting back, back up again, back up again, and he doesn't trundle. Mm. He does it in explosive bursts. He'll start off on a run. He'll decide he wants to get somewhere, and he absolutely puts the, you know, ignites the burners, as pedal the to the cycle metal, or the, the, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Say, so he yeah. doesn't just trundle around the pitch yeah. at one pace. He get, does it in bursts, and so his his hamstrings obviously it hasn't gone, uh, um, and you know, fingers crossed, it, it, there's a fairly quick recovery there. So, yeah. uh, and then um, we all thought Aza Hall was was struggling, um, and I, I know on commentary we were saying, well, the last thing Aza probably needs at the moment is 15 minutes in the dressing room to sit down to stiffen up. But, and I'd actually written down on my notepad uh, when I could see Jake Andrews warming up, Andrews for Hall, 46 minutes, half-time. Yeah. And then, sure enough, Aza comes out for the second half, and it's Con- Connor Lemonhay-Evans who had gone off, who had taken a real rattling tackle over by the uh, far touchline at Kingfield, yeah. uh, which the referee did, did little, if anything, about. It was a real heavy one. And he was the one who had yeah. to come off at half time. Now that was a kick, and and hopefully uh, he'll be back fairly quickly yeah. from that. And and they've both had scans mm-hmm. um, uh, yesterday. Lemon Hay Evans and and Little, um, and uh, we'll see. You know, they're trying to give them as much time yeah. to, to to get an assessment and see. And the other player, who of course, is everybody hopes. I think he may be having treatment at Bristol City today, rather than joining in, unless I've missed him when he walked yeah. in. Uh, is Opie Edwards, obviously, who everybody's. Very keen to have back as uh, as quick as possible, yeah. and he he was hoping to get back for this weekend. So um, Ryan Dixon is close to being fit. Well, he is fit. It's, yeah, he's just he's not match fit. Mm. And and Gary's you know uh, hoping to get a game in another one of the reserve games, friendlies next yeah. week, which is a free week at long last, um, to give him some time. But of course, in the meantime, United have gone ahead and got Ben Whitfield. Yeah. <laughs> Instant what a story hero. that is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. um, uh, and, and, Robbie uh, and Robbie Cundy yeah. from Bristol City on yeah. loan. So it has helped to, to balance that yeah. loss of in, in injuries. Now, Ben Whitfield, I mean, Gary was just saying that, uh, you know, he only kind of joined up with the squad on Monday. Yeah. 
you know, he, he, he sort of goes through the, the induction process, whatever that is. We've all started new jobs. We all know there's an induction process. I'm, you have not to sure find out. I'm not sure I'd want to go for a new job and, and bump into the interview sort of interview that Gary Johnson was describing no, to well, us, but still, you'll, there you'll, we go. You'll hear about that later in the podcast. Yeah. Gary uh, Gary goes through the details of some of some of the interview techniques that he, he puts new recruits through. It's an eye-opener. I, I had no idea that yeah. uh, these things take place, but... Ben Whitfield clearly passed. You've passed the audition, as they said to the Beatles once upon a time. Yeah. Um, and he scored a, an unexpected header because he's, he's not the tallest player in the squad, he's is about, he? He's listed about five foot five. In fact, yeah. I think he's about five foot six. Um, but that's the, the the sort of thing we're talking about. Um, I, I'd like to put him and Jean Yves up against each other because uh, it, it might be a mismatch. Um, but no, uh, and I think when he came on on, uh, on Tuesday night, United fans there, best part of 300 travelling support, well done, uh, took to him instantly. And the reason was energy, pace, at it, wanting to take people on, etc. And when you give fans that from your first moment, they'll be with you, you know, Uh, uh, whether whether it comes off, you know, is another matter. uh, and he played on the left-hand side, um, uh, which probably doesn't suit him best. Mm. He's, 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 he is two-footed. He's, he's but, two-footed, though, yeah, isn't he? But yeah. He, he's yeah. probably happier on the right. Yeah. Um, and uh, for him to get the equaliser, uh, popping up at the far post, as a long diagonal cross by Ben Winter, who played very well, by the way, against a good winger, Johnson, from yeah. uh, Woking. Um, and uh, um, for him to pop up and nod it in, he had to throw himself in there. Yeah. There's always a risk of head, head, heading the post or something like Brave that. Brave as well, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And as Gary was pointing out, a tip to Manny Duku, who was occupying at yeah. least two defenders, including Ben Gehring, yeah. um, when the ball went past all of them, and, and, uh, and Ben Whitfield comes up with, yeah. the, with the goal at the far post. So, um, no, good for him. And good. quite a... You know, this is a big, big move when you think he comes from Bingley in Yorkshire. Yeah. And he ended up at Bournemouth in their academy and um, under-21s, went out on loan, and it was during his time on loan at Kidderminster that Gary Johnson first saw him. Yeah. Um, and then he went on loan to Yeovil, and he's now had the last two years. He's 23 years old. He's already played, I think, 140 games Yeah. at the age of 23. He's been at... Port Vale for the last two seasons. They've obviously been struggling a bit in League Two. He's been a favourite there. A lot of Port Vale fans on social media saying they're sorry to see him go and yeah. you've got a good one and all that kind of stuff. Um, 73 odd games in two yeah. years at Port Vale. Eight goals. Well, the last um, player we had from Port Vale didn't work out too badly. Smudger Smith was uh, to the right, didn't he? Yeah, quite. Yeah. So we'll, I must give him a call and ask him what, <laughs> what, what he's like. I'm sure he'll give him a tick. But um, uh, and and so. He he's obviously fallen out. Well, not fallen out. I think he's not part of John Askey's plans. Mm. He wasn't signed by John Askey. Yeah. Um, he was signed by the previous manager. Um, I think he enjoyed his time there. He's he's made it clear he was sad to leave. Um, but I'm sure he could have hung around and picked up almost any, or yeah. not almost any, but quite a lot of clubs in the Midlands or that part of the world. He's come down to Torquay. Yeah. And I think, as Gary was hinting in his his comments. The fact that he's yes, I'm on my way. I'll get down there and mm. pass the audition, etc., etc., etc. You know, he clearly wants to be here yeah. and wants to make something of himself and 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 help United along the way while he's here. So, uh, good for him. 
And Robbie Cundy is a name that we know. He was at Exeter this, earlier this season. Well, he was one play, of United's. He? Yeah. No, he, he got a, I think, one game yeah. off the bench. He was one of United's biggest targets in the summer. Right. And, yeah. And or loan targets mm -hmm. at Bristol City. Obviously, he 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 was he played all the way through last season at Bath, including twice against United, um, on loan from uh, no at Bath as a Bath City player. Yeah. He was signed by Bristol City at the end of the season, and uh, uh, Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs know him very well, uh, and they wanted him. Yeah. And uh, Bristol City, in the end, loaned him to Exeter City at the start of the season, which I think was a bit of a disappointment for them. Um, that only lasted a month. He didn't get much game time. No criticism of Exeter. They're going quite well, not conceding goals. And so I think when push came to shove, um, the Johnson Johnson uh, connection worked, uh, and he's and he's now come yeah. down. And I know they rate him very highly. But uh, having said that, Joe Lewis, 19 years old, on loan from Swansea, went in on Tuesday yeah. night. What a good performance he put in. So. Robbie Cundy's probably walked in the place thinking, yeah, I've got a chance of playing here, especially with Jean-Yves Kouignarty out with concussion at the moment, and he will be for another, at least another week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe Robbie Cundy thought, oh, I might get, a, might get in here. Well, if Joe Lewis carries on playing like he did on Tuesday he's, night, he'll, he's impressive, he'll, isn't he? He's, he'll have a job on his hands. He's a good player. Now, it hasn't escaped people's attention out there in, in social media land, but uh, there's some interesting statistics going around the, uh, the Torquay United uh, team at the moment we're in exactly the same position statistically as we were a year ago and it's coming up to exactly a year since Gary Hours departed and Gary Johnson joined let me doesn't time so, fly when you have it does <laughs> let, let me say that rather more simply I was a that was a roundabout way of saying at the same time last year we'd done exactly the same as we have this year we won three drawn three lost three goodness yeah um on September the 12th last year Gary Hours left yeah and on September the 13th yeah. last year, Gary Johnson well. joined. So it's yeah. his anniversary. We'll have to bake wow. him a cake next week, won't yeah. we? Yeah, the 13th. Another yeah. throw in. That's the Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. So podcast day next week. No, it's 13th is Friday. So, um, but yeah, it's, yes, it's, it it's is. momentous yeah. anyway. Yeah. Isn't it? But the statistics may be the same, but it's a different club, isn't it? It's chalk and cheese from what it was last year. It, it's it's hard to imagine the trans, you know, how things were then. We just yeah. lost at home to Chippenham, yeah. um, who of course ended up doing the double over United, but we won't dwell on that. Uh, we lost at home to Chippenham, uh, uh, couldn't score a goal. Yeah. Gary Hours, in fairness to him, had put a decent defence together, and we weren't conceding many. Um, but it was about as entertaining as watching the, you know, was, washing drying, yeah. and and um, with all due respect, and and who knows, you know, what might have happened, but Gary Johnson walked in the place. I think an awful lot of people. I, c I can remember Helen Chamberlain uh, um, yeah. texting <laughs> saying something along the lines of, "What? Yeah, <laughs> Gary Johnson? I don't believe this." Um, and a lot of people felt the same yeah. way, and and of course, you know, he's done an uh, extraordinary job. You, to, you, you to... can't really compare the, the the atmosphere, the whole feeling around the club from twelve months ago to to. I know we were in a different league then. Yes, but it, it's it is it's completely different. It is. It, it, it feels like it's a proper club again. Yeah. Uh, um, it, you know, okay, still has its little ups and downs. That's all part of it. But it's it's. I think it's been the most interesting club in the West Country to, 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 to cover. It's never dull. Uh, the football is 
Gary Johnson brand of up and yeah. atom entertaining yeah. football. Uh, it's very rare that you go to playing more and not be entertained. Mm -hmm. I know Hartlepool <laughs> was a, was a, was a, an exception to that rule. Well, they've got to test your patience every now and well, then, haven't they? It wouldn't be right. No, that's it, right. It, you know, and and uh, uh, just the whole place feels completely different. Um, and. Uh, uh, United, okay, they shouldn't have been in the National League South. Ridiculous that they were. They should have won that league. Of course they could. But they didn't just win it. They won it by 10 points. They smashed it, didn't they? They, yeah. they, they, yeah. they, they played yeah. some terrific football, broke all sorts of records. Mm -hmm. Even if they'd won it, that would have been acceptable. Yeah. And we'd all have gone, thank goodness for that, well done. But they didn't just won it, uh, win it. They, 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 they won an awful lot of friends along the way. And it's carrying on into the National League. Now, whether uh, Johnson and Downs and Peter Johnson can keep that level mm. of achievement going in a higher league within the finances, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, that they're working with. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that sensible finances Sen yeah, yeah. Um, uh, remains to be seen. I would have thought if you offered most United fans promotion either this season or next season mm -hmm. what what more could you ask oh you know uh, we would all love to think that we could go straight through and, yeah. and win something this year uh, uh, they're trying very hard and they think they've got a bit of a chance of doing it but yeah. um you know it's it, it's it's a club where you suddenly feel all that talk about getting back into the football league which we've been talking about for ever since we came down mm -hmm. five years ago um uh, seemed like pie in the sky for so long, didn't it? Yeah. And now I think everybody around the club believe, you know, thinks and believes that you know the club has got a real chance. Structures of doing in it. place, isn't yeah. it, to to happen? So interesting. Um, let's talk a little bit more about a great goal which was scored in that Hartlepool game, which it was better on reflection than it seemed at the time because somebody a, put a, a a clip on Twitter the other day and said, "Just look at this: thirteen touches." Um, seven players involved in the build-up, and Reedy is just scoring Rolls-Royce goals. At well, the moment, isn't he, he? he hasn't hit a bad one, has he? In, no. in, in fact, if, he, if 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 a couple of scuffers had gone in, he'd probably be on about ten now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it was a, it was a, a. We always go to say, my if they played it on match of the day, they'd be playing it for months and months. And obviously, um, uh, the wonderful goal he scored against um, what was in the well, last time? Aldershot. The Aldershot goal. Know, yeah. Was yeah. right up there. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean, Guy. In, in in many ways, the goal against Hartlepool was almost as good. Yeah, the, it the wasn't quite as great a chance, but a very yeah, good build-up. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. Liam Davies cutting in, 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 in from the left. 1-2 with Amani Little, who's made one of those yeah. runs from midfield in there. 1-2 with him into Reedy. And the, the, the quickness at which he took his first touch yeah. and then got the shot off yeah. on the edge of the box and looked up. And stuck it exactly where where where, where where he meant it to go. He must feel um, like he's going to score every game. Well, on, at Woking on Tuesday night, there was a, there was a very similar. Uh, um, it was a good move as well. I can't quite remember who, who all the players involved, but again, Jamie Reed got the ball on the edge of the box. One touch, looked up, bang! He hit it almost too well. Yeah. As Craig Ross in the Woking goal never even smelt it as it went past him and hit the angle of post and bar, and and you go. Wow, you know, it's he's playing with that confidence yeah. at the moment. And the only disappointing aspect about the Hartlepool game was that I think we all thought, right, at least now we'll go and do it. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll go into Top Gear now. And of course, United we didn't. didn't, did we? Uh, they had a 10, 15 minute yeah. spell where it was a bit better and then obviously, you know, lost it. But uh, no, no, Ugh, class, class yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ahead of the Hartlepool game, some very interesting things said by Jeff Stelling, the, um, the oh, yeah. TV pundit, about regionalising football again. I mean, right. he's, he's thinking, he's a big Hartlepool fan, isn't he? He is. And he's thinking from their point of view, it's a 365 mile trip, yeah. one mile for every day of the year to get from Hartlepool to Torquay. Yeah. And then you've got to turn and for us to go back up and there. to yeah. them as well. Um, interesting thought. I mean, it, going back donkey's years, this level of football was regionalised, wasn't yeah. it? Um, I wonder if that... I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I always have been. I, yeah. I, I, I think it ticks all the sensible boxes you need to tick finance logistics mm -hmm. local rivalries better for the spectators oh, as well miles, the miles better yeah, yeah. I know it's supposed to be a national competition but then when the playoffs happen yeah. by all means then mix the mix the two yeah. up in, in, into the playoffs I just honestly I here we are it went out in 1958-59 uh, we're so it's 50 um, yeah. 60 something 60 years, years yeah, yeah. and People have been slogging around the country to Barrow and, well, only now in our division, but you know what I mean, yeah. uh, over the last few years, especially in lower division football, um, uh, for all these years, not making financial sense. It's, it must um, cost a fortune. Exactly. You know, you've and got hotels to factor in, you've got quite, transport to factor quite. in. Yeah, look, it's, we all, it's great to be playing Chesterfield and Notts County. And mm. Yeah, of course it is. But in the great scheme of things... You know, we could still be meeting them in the playoffs or, or whatever. And I'm I'm also in favour of re relegation playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I can't see what's wrong we with that either. We had those in the we first had, year of the playoffs. We did. And, then, and we they did. have them in Germany. Yeah. And they have them in Scotland as well, don't they? They do. I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, it's, it's just, I can't work out why people wouldn't mm. want to do it. You know, in other words, it's far better for Torquay United even... On a fairly long distance. I mean, part of the problem, of course, is is that it's the the gap between League Two and the conference, yeah, isn't it? That, yeah. that that's what, or the National League. That's what is the breaking point. The League Two clubs do not want to go into, or League One, mm. into a, 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 a um, especially League Two. They don't want to go in with the with the National League and have a North a, no. a, 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 a League Two North and South. They don't want to do it, and that's the stumbling block. But in principle. Uh, I think it would be a huge step forward. Yeah. Uh, far better for Torquay United to be playing Colchester, you know, um, uh, Crawley, yeah. uh, all those sort of teams. On top of the ones we can all think of, you know, the Exeter Cities and 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 Forest Greens and that sort of stuff, Cheltenham's, um, than you know, with all due respect, um, a, Hartlepool, a Barrow, and, 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 Hartlepool and yeah, that's right. Much as yeah. you know, over the years you've made great friends with yeah. those clubs yeah. and. Uh, no, it's 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 yeah. a, and 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 on that point, you know, before we get on to much more interesting stuff with Gary, um, uh, the Berry issue, I see they're going they're going to talk the football league are going to talk to the to the rest of the league clubs about what yeah. the best way forward is. At the moment, of course, there's a proposal that Berry might come back into League Two next season. That's unprecedented, well, though, isn't it? I don't think the rest. Of, one did a piece in the Herald this week. Uh, that the one set of people from which there has been a thunderous silence in all of this. Everybody's had their say. Politicians, local councillors, supporter groups, etc., etc. The other clubs haven't said a word, and there's a reason for it. They are fed up. Yeah. With with what's been going on, not only at Bury in this particular case, but other ones. And the people who have been hurt most. 
apart from Berry's fans, obviously, who yeah. we all, look. This isn't. This isn't. Oh, we don't like Berry. This is. We all feel for Berry, and we've all. Sure. Yeah. We, we support a club where we've all been worrying possibly about a similar thing happening. What about Exeter City? What about Newport County? The clubs who were trying to win promotion yeah. from League Two last season. Within their means. Within their means yeah. and didn't throw wages of three and four thousand pounds a week at it when they couldn't when they couldn't afford it. No one's talked about them. No. You know? Exeter City are still in League Two and so are Newport County. And obviously whatever would have happened would have happened. But you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I don't think when the football league go to the clubs and say, Well, what do you think should happen? There's going to be an awful lot yeah. of sympathy. And also, if they put Berry back into League Two, does well, that prevent another team coming up from they, the exactly, National League? Yeah, and 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 but there's no punishment in that. No, you know? I'm not, no. I mean, not that we're particularly wanting to punish them, but when a club, it's this hasn't just this hasn't happened in the last six mm. months or a year. It's been going on at Berry for the last two, three years. Yeah. They're, 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 these 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 financial problems, and. They finally, you know, come home to roost, and we're, and you know, poor old Gateshead, you know, yeah, have, yeah. have had similar problems. I, I I thought they were quite lucky to get away with only being demoted one division as well. well. It, I mean, the, um, the precedent. All the shop had to go right back exactly. down. Wimbledon had actually, to go. Yeah. Accrington all yeah. the way back down to yeah. the national northern whatever it was. I think mm. it wasn't even the northern Premier. It was below that, you know, and fight their way back. Yeah. You know, if if Barry have got it in them, which everybody says they have. Well, they'll 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 they'll, they'll resurface they'll again. They'll, they'll get back. But I don't think the idea of just relegating them and then them coming back into the into mm. League Two. What are they going to be doing in the mean, in the meantime? Exactly. Well, all sat so, around yeah. the, on their backside, mowing the pitch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there you go. Well, we need to make room um, on this podcast for Gary and for Aaron. But first of all, the visitors on Saturday, Harrogate. Yeah. Um, that should be a good game. We've only ever played them in the cup before, haven't we? A couple we? of times, yes. Yeah. I remember winning on penalties up at Weatherby Road, their, yeah. their ground up there. Um, I mean, the name that everybody will be looking forward to seeing on Saturday because is John Stead. Yeah. Um, and what a refreshing thing that is it to is. have a have a player with his background. What was it? Eighty odd Premier League games for various yeah. clubs, who hasn't packed it up and you know um, run a fitness consultancy or something like that as an <laughs> ex Premier League player, and has actually still yeah. still playing football in. And, and uh, yeah. he's 36 years old. Um, he's a big, tall lad, and I dare say they we'll use him, him quite sparingly, don't they? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, well, the, the interesting yeah. thing is, I'm pretty sure he's not the biggest member of Harrogate's forward line. They've got a lad <laughs> called Mark Beck, who, I, so I understand, is about six foot four or six foot five. Yeah. As their centre forward, so everybody would think, oh, get the big man on, and he'd probably turn around. And say, well, hold on a minute, they've got one. <laughs> they've already got bigger. one. But um, now we must have seen John Stead at the beginning of his career as well at Playmore on his way up the ladder. He's a Huddersfield lad, and he started yeah. with them. I think we saw him play for Huddersfield at right. Playmore. I'm Could sure well I can remember yeah. seeing. Well, he's him definitely play played against us. Yeah. Um, I think he may have played. Did he play for Chesterfield at one time? Um, might be wrong about that. It'd be interesting um, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah I hope he gets a good reception. Yeah, and of course they made a hell of a good fist last year of their first season up mm. in the national yeah. league. Got to the playoffs and lost there. Um, again, a club which quite ambitious, trying trying within their means to move up. Uh, they've had one or two good results, a few jolts, um, uh, but no, they'll 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 be a handful. And of course, they're one of these. They're absolutely love coming to play more. Yeah. Hartlepool, who you know obviously are a slightly bigger uh, and you know historically and and actually, they they loved their their day at Playmore on last Saturday. Yeah. 
uh, proper atmosphere. Um, well, As Gary said, it was like an old League Two match, wasn't it? It was, yeah. and 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 uh, no, no, Harrogate will be right up for it, and um, uh, and it, it, it'll be tough, and it'll be interesting to see um, what John Stead and his friends can throw at us. Indeed. Right, we're going to move on now. We're taking part in Gary Johnson's press conference out here at Seal Hane, so uh, let's hear a little bit about what the gaffer has to say. Um, Robbie Cundy comes from, and, and yeah. you're, you're obviously we've seen him over the last couple of years, last season, and you, your contact there. Ben Whitfield, where he's a Yorkshire lad. He's although he was at Bournemouth, spent most of his career at Port Vale so mm. far. Where did you? first see him and, and, and we, where did you become aware of him? And, yeah, um, we first became aware of him when he had a very good game for Kidderminster against us at Cheltenham. Okay, right. Um, and then he ended up going to... Yeovil? Uh, Yeovil no, well, When he played for Port Val, yeah. um, he scored a fantastic goal against us and I don't know if that's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it was how our luck was going at the time. It was, suddenly we had Royal Rovers hitting a volley from outside the area from an unbelievable angle that went in, but uh, and it was in. Um, so we've always liked his energy, we've liked his directness. Um, <coughs> he is a goal, goal scorer, he's, he's, he can play on the right or the left. He's two footed, literally, very good at, on both sides. Um, and then he went to Yeovil. Um, and uh, obviously, I speak to Darren Way a lot, being a close friend. And uh, spoke to him before I made the call to try and get him. Um, and Darren said he's, you know, he would be perfect for what I do. And he didn't have a problem with him. He did well at the Oval, and uh, he said get him quick because I think there'll be quite a few after him when they know he's available. So we spoke to him and his uh, representative and um, got him down on the Monday. So he came down on the Sunday night, on the Monday, had a chat in here. You know, he looked at our principals, he, I could see he, he enjoyed watching them. I could see that he thought that he could be in that video. <laughs> That's the key. And uh, he, he come out of his grilling of an interview that I always give him. Um, I want to know what they think about their strengths and weaknesses. Where are they going to improve? Uh, where do they live? What's their uh, life like when they've got a day off? I need to know, you know, everything. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they get the chance to not tell the truth because it's their first meeting sort of thing. Because I always say, actually, I know the truth. I just want to make sure you're not lying <laughs> to me. Just tell me the truth, and we'll we'll help you and we'll work with you. So. Um, anyway, that went well, and obviously he got his opportunity very quickly uh, because of an injury to one of our lads, and came on at half time, was it, or just before half time? And uh, yeah, gave the uh, the fans liked him, didn't they? Yeah, I think uh, so. Well, he yeah. had that great run over the yeah. back side yeah. pretty early. I think they like to see energy first of all. Yeah, don't they? the energy and the willingness. He's got loads of it. Yeah, yeah. And the willingness to get at players, you yeah. know. They're not lost to the game, but there's not a lot of them around. And uh, you know, we get Kalala going again, and you know, he's another one that can do those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but he's still learning. You know, he's only coming into the game late. He's learning about me. He's learning about his own game. Um, 
and you know, hopefully you know, get a couple of players like that in your team that can go past people, you, you're going to be picking up points. Yes, yeah. interesting that, that you brought Calvin on for, with what, 20 minutes ago or something like that and he, he did have an impact in he, he, turning, the, turning the tide of the game. He did, he did and to be fair, I, I haven't told him yet, but he, he, I'm pleased the way he reacted to yeah. um, you know, coming off because he, he was ineffective in that game for Calvin. And uh, and he needs to learn how to be effective for longer, um, because he's got this. Uh, he's got great personality, but he's got this persona and body language that looks like sometimes he's not trying or he's given up. Now, when he's it, he's absolutely trying and absolutely he hasn't given up. But you can't leave someone. Like out on the pitch for too long if they're getting frustrated with themselves and not able to get themselves out of it. You know what I mean? You know, so um, he, uh, he, I always say that uh, he loses his contact lens every game because he does spend a lot of time looking at the floor. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, he don't like that, so he's not going to enjoy reading that. But listen, we know he's a great player and he just needs to learn how to be um, effective yeah. for longer. Yeah. I think we spoke last season a couple of times, didn't we? And I, I said to you, I, said, I saw you shouting at him in one game and I thought, goodness, it looked like his mum has just died. And you said, no, no, don't worry, he always looks like that. Yeah, so, that's, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Even on the training group. Well, that's right as well. Well, that's his, maybe it's his culture, yeah, it's, it's certainly his personality, you know, but it's that persona. When you talk to him, yeah. you know, he's, He's lively, you know, he gets involved with the banter and, you know, he won't let people take liberties with him sort of thing as far as too much banter against him. But, um, as I say, he's going to be a great player and um, he did, he's one that did come in a boy and will end up a man. Yeah. You know? So, if he can handle me trying, trying to get in there quickly. Good. Interested in what you said about interviewing a player. Yeah, and I've not heard that before. Have you ever got to the point where you've seen a player that you really like the look of, but you sit him down, you ask him those questions, and you think, no, he's not for yeah. me? I don't know how many. I bet it's a dozen. Yeah. Um, and some I've been very excited about signing, but they haven't given me that real feeling mm. that they wanted to A, join you, B, were willing to give it a right go, especially if they're like at the older end, you know what I mean, yeah. at 30s and that. And I, no, I can't move from Scotland, so I'm going to be travelling down or something like that. You know, yeah. it's obviously not exaggerating a bit. But or I'm not moving. You know, my kid can't come out of school, so I'm going to have to be going home on every Sunday and every month, Wednesday or you know what I mean. There's yeah. lots of things. I had a I had a player once that um, I said, "So you're looking forward to Saturday then?" And he said, um, "Oh, I can't play Saturday. I've got something on." Oh really? I said, "Well, you know, it's a big game. This was in the championship." You know, it's a big yeah. game for us, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, but I've arranged something else and I won't be asked that. So I went, I'll tell you what, you arrange what you like, I'm not taking you. His agent had flew over from Ireland, I think it was, and um, I didn't sign him. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's that, I need to trust that they're here for the, for, for the right reasons. Yeah. 
Well, Ben in this particular case, he comes he comes from Yorkshire, doesn't he? That's his home. Yeah, yeah, it is his home. And, and so this is another quite big move for him. Exactly. You know, exactly. physically apart yeah. from anything else. Robbie Cundy would have killed for a game as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ben would have killed for a game. Yeah. I mean, these are people that don't like not being in a team. No. You know? And I've got twenty of these now, which always means yeah. that you, I've got to you know, negotiate very well around it all, sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if I get through this season with all these good players, then maybe I can sort out Brexit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's got to. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where we are. So those meetings are very important yeah. to me because I get to know whether they're on my wavelength. You know, yeah. do they laugh at your jokes? Are they acting, making out they're laughing. You know. What I mean? uh, when the players all read this, they all come in and like have a different uh, way of thinking, but. If you're going to pay somebody money to do a job, then I have to make. I don't. It's not only the interview. So that's not really fair that I just said that. The interview. I'll talk to their players that have previously played. Uh, they've played with, like me and Downsy. Between us, there's thousands of players we can call upon to say what was he like. You know, is he good for the team? Does he show a good team spirit? You know. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, and also. I can speak to all their managers, you know, so on and so forth. So we get to know yeah. a lot about them, and that's really important. It is important. I've learned over the years that that one bad apple, if you get one, and you can't sort them out, it's very, it becomes, uh, George Edwards says this, he says that uh, it, it, it takes away your oxygen, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just takes away that, and it's... Uh, and it really does because you spend a lot of time dealing with that than yeah. when you should be dealing with all the happy ones, if you like, you know, and then the contracts and all that, you know, this all becomes difficult. Yeah. But I've been, I've learned over the years how to deal with the, the ones that don't want to be here anymore, but say, well, I'll just pick up your money then. Yeah. They don't just pick up their money, they have to do a lot of time, a lot of work, and you know, in the end, they end up saying, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not. I've never lost a battle, I don't think, on that one where somebody hasn't left. Because really, you appeal to the footballer in them. Yeah. So you think you're doing yourself a favour by you know, cutting your nose off to spite your face? Get yourself a club, get yourself playing football, sort of thing. Anyway, so that's, that's There's more to this job than meets the eye, isn't there? Oh, you've got to be everything, isn't <laughs> you? Psychologist, teacher, you know, yeah. jailer. Um, Social worker. Yeah, executioner, all that. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. All right, no problem. Sort of okay, we're joined by Aaron Downs as well out here at Sealhane. Beautiful morning, Aaron. Lovely morning. Always Come. is out here. We'll uh, interrupt you before you get working because, uh, Dave, you were talking about um, defending the other day, weren't you? Well, we were having, you and I were having a chat on the phone yesterday and we were chatting about defending and attitudes yeah. to defending. And, of course, you're an experienced defender who's now moving into coaching and got young defenders to coach. Yeah. Even younger now, Joe's come into the team at 19. And the phrase you used to me, and I've been thinking about it ever since, was, and I, we were chatting about me moaning on about, oh, you've got to be miserable when you're at the back and everything. And you told me an interesting phrase, is that your attitude is positive pessimism. Yes. That, that that's your attitude to defending and how you go out on the pitch and how you're trying to teach these lads. And I wondered if you'd sort of expand on, on that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I like it how you said you're an experienced defender who's moving into coaching. So you, you spoke there as if, I've still got a chance of playing, so I like that day. So <laughs> thank you. I've seen you on the training ground, <laughs> now, and I know you can still <laughs> play. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, 
positive pessimist uh, I, I use with the boys and uh, I, I sort of had a sort of thing uh, when I was playing. It's because you, you've got to expect the worst as a defender. You've got to expect your, your opposite centre-half to miss the ball so you're covering around him rather than just expecting him to go and win it and then all of a sudden strike us in one-on-one -on -one because you've not covered around and done your job. So you've got to be pessimistic as in not negative thinking but thinking the worst. But you've got to be positive in doing that, you know, so trying to add these little phrases together and you know I just come yeah. up with it one day and we were talking you know, about and reaction and and being proactive being proactive rather than reactive is, is is massively important and that's I mean a pessimist does expect the worst so you 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 covering around you 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 know expecting the worst to happen therefore if you expect them the worst and if it doesn't happen you you're in a position to deal with it um so that has been proactive um reactive is obviously you know, just reacting to the situation, and, and, and usually you get usually. caught out. Yeah, yeah you yeah. usually get caught out because if the uh, the strike is proactive and he's trying to anticipate what's going to happen, and you're reacting to what actually does happen, then you're always a, a second or so behind. So that's um, you know proactive approach and positive pessimism yeah, yeah. Um, is is important being a defender. Uh, I think defending the attitude is so important. You've got to. It is a not a calling, but it is something that you've got to love. If you don't like defending, then it's going to be hard because yeah. no one wants to, you know, put their body on the line. You know, no one enjoys heading heavy balls in the winter. But and getting caught. And yeah, <laughs> but it. But I did. And I do. You know, and and I think the best defenders do enjoy that. You know that that attitude and that that you've got to love defending. You know, you really have to, and you've got to, you know want to clean sheet you've got to be desperate for it and you know so it's it is really an attitude much like a goalkeeper this you know, is something you're obviously trying to pass on to the Kyles yeah, and, and, the and, and the Jones generally they've, they've got it you know and you know sometimes you end up it depends what you like I mean there's not many people grow up wanting to be you know when they're like seven eight years old going oh I can't wait to, to go and, yeah they all want to <laughs> they, well, they want to score goals everyone wants to score goals you know fans want to see goals everyone that and you've got to be the you know, as a defender, you've got to be that sort of bar humbug person that's got to stop it. You've got to stop the fun part of football. You know, be the that's your calling. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to yeah, exactly. You've got to be the, you know the Grinch kind of thing. But um, you've got to enjoy that. You've got to want to do that and love that and and sort of get satisfaction out of that. You know, I think a lot of defenders now you see on TV that when they make a tackle, they celebrate it like a goal. I'm not sure that. You know, we, we want to be doing that too much, but you've got to have that inside you that, you know, that that tackle or that goal line clearance or that header that you know that, for instance, Frank did on on Tuesday night off the line has got to be almost celebrated like a goal inside you because you know that's, that's a massive part of the game. That and it's as good as the final pass or the final shot at the other end. Of exactly, the definitely. Yeah. You know, and any match, any uh, match-winning save or block or you know. Um, clearance off the line is as important as any goal, you know, because if we score six and they score seven, you still lose the game, you know. So you've got to love defending, you really do. Well, we, uh, I'm sure all of us have over the last 24 hours have been um, jolted a bit by the news of, of Angus MacDonald, and all Torquay fans will be feeling the same way, I think. You played with him, um, yeah, no, well, yeah, and 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 uh, you know, I'm sure you're. Your good wishes go out to him the same as everybody else's. One hundred percent. You know, gutted for for Angus because he's especially just coming back from his uh, his calf problem that he had. Um, the, you know, the uh, infection, with, the infection last, had in yeah. his calf and that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
uh, you know, gutted for him and his family. But I know Gus well, and I know his attitude. And I, I sent him a little text last night saying, if you approach this like you've approached your career, then it's only going one way. You know, that it's got it stands no chance. Um, you know, so listen. You know, I, I really do. Uh, send my best regards, me and my wife. We, you know, we, we both know Angus quite well, so we, we send our best regards to him. And um, you know, I'm sure to be a speedy recovery for himself. And I think he's just got himself away for a couple of days. Um, so uh, my missus uh, follows his missus on uh, social media, so I think she's gone away. And I know he's he's young. Uh, his young pup Rex. Well, he's not a young pup anymore. Uh, his dog's got his own Instagram page that my wife now follows. So uh, she can keep him up to date with how he's doing. So, but anyways, I, you know, we, we definitely spent yeah. our best regards to him, and, and I'm sure you know if he uh, approaches it like I said, like he has his career, then uh, cancer's got absolutely no chance. It's one of those times where the, the big family of football comes into play, doesn't it? People yeah. are sending messages from all over everywhere. Yeah, exactly, you know, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a, a big support network, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm sure he'll be flooded with messages. And uh, he's a good guy, Gus. Yeah. And you know, um, you know, so it's it is um, it is you know tough to take. But I'm I'm sure you know that the, hopefully they've caught it early enough, and uh, and he makes a full speed of recovery. And we see him out on the pitch very soon. And you, know, you never know. Could I said to him, you know, if you fancy a trip down, mate, just let us know. You'll get. You get looked after well down here, so we'll Absolutely. definitely look after him yeah. well. So, you know, while he's uh, on, on the mend, we could get him down here, um, and you never know, we might might be able to nick a signature off him uh, for a permanent move. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad, would it? Now we can't let an Aussie go no. on a day like this without mentioning the cricket. We, well, we're speaking to. we're speaking before start of play on the second day. Yeah. Uh, you must be quite happy with the way it's gone so far. Happy with the start. I, I, like I'm really, uh, I was gutted the other day um, for. For quite a while, when uh, when Stokes did what he did, um, but in a way, listen, I'd much rather that we that Nathan Lyon <laughs> yeah. just went bang, took off the bales, and it's all done, yeah. and everything's fine and hunky dory for, yeah. for us Aussies. But it keeps it alive, you know, it keeps it interesting for a few people. Not necessarily for Aussies, we would happily go on one four nil, you know, that would have been ideal. But it does keep it interesting. It keeps the uh, the uh, public interest in it, and uh, you know, it's a big day today, 170 for. For three, so not a bad start. Yeah. But you know, you do know it's you know Joffrey Archer had a pretty poor day yesterday, but he's not likely to have two in a row. So Especially we've got to be the on sun it. Comes out. Yeah, the sun comes out yeah. and it hardens up a bit, and he can get you know at at, at uh, Old Trafford, you, you've you've got to bowl quick, they say, and I think yeah. he's one of the best at the minute bowling quick. So yeah, it'll be an interesting day. It'll be an interesting day, and if we can if we can get over three fifty, then. Uh, you know, it gives us a chance, and hopefully it dries out a little bit, yeah. and we can get Mitchell start bouncing in at your boys. Hopefully, <laughs> bouncing them boys out rather than us copping it all the time. <laughs> oh, they, they embrace the uh, Smith getting knocked out and unconscious and all that. You know, it's a little bit. It's, it's a bruising game, but, isn't it? There yeah, you go. but but anyways. That's are there not, a few? That's, cr- not, that's not proper cricket, people. Are celebrating that, is it? Yeah. Got a few cricket fans out here. Are you? Uh, is there a bit of banter going you, on the cricket? Yeah, allowed, definitely. Alone, but everyone's a little bit. Jake's not a bad player, is he? Jake Andrews is, pretty, is, is a good cricketer. Is he? I, yeah, I know he likes good, it. I know he likes yeah, it. I know yeah. we, we, we chat about it and we talk about it. Yeah, and, but he, but I think there's a few cautious was, people. He was, he was, you know, almost having to consider whether he would go to cricket rather than football. Well, we'll see yeah, how this yeah. year goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, yeah, like I said, they're a little bit cautious, a few of them. They, they give you a little bit of stick. I mean, there was a few jibs going around after Stokes did what he did. We are on the bus. Um, 
on the way to Barnet at the time. So Any of them drop for the next game? <laughs> What's that? Any of them drop for the next game? <laughs> no, 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 they're all right. No, they're all right. It's all in jest, yeah. it's all in good yeah. nature. And listen, if, if we go and win, you know, uh, at the end of this week, then uh, and it'll be you know, me on the other foot. You know, she'll be on the foot for me. So, But I think they're a little bit cagey because they don't want to go too much in case, you know, they don't regain the ashes <laughs> off us. So... Um, all we need is a, all we need is a, a win today, a win uh, yeah. this week, and uh, then it's safely going back to Australia. Right. Aaron, thank you very much. You've got players on, coming out for yes. training. Yeah, got a so, um, we'll let you crack so, on. Good on you guys. Thank all you. the best. Cheers, guys. Thank, thank you. So thank you very much for your time. It was good to uh, good to hear from Gary. Good to hear from Aaron as well. Obviously, we're recording this before play begins on the second day of the fourth <laughs> test, so you'll know a lot more about what happens in the cricket I think than the we sun's do. Due to come out today is, on yeah. Thursday, isn't it? So uh, I don't know whether that's good or bad. <laughs> By the time we get this podcast published, all will be revealed. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Do come up and see us on Saturday. Home to Harrogate, three o'clock kickoff. Always nice to chat to people who've uh, listened to the podcast. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And in the meantime, come Come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL, or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.